In June, state lawmakers unanimously approved legislation directing state education officials to issue guidance to school districts that they could use to help develop programs that would attract a more diverse set of candidates into the teaching profession. To discuss this legislation and the issue of representation in the classroom more broadly, we're joined on the Capitol Press Room by Bob Lowry, Deputy Director for the New York State Council of School Superintendents. Welcome back to the show, Bob. Great to be back. Thank you. So according to a 2022 report from the Education Trust New York, more than 20% of New York students attend schools without a single teacher of color, and roughly 1 in 10 Black and Latinx students attend a school without a teacher of the same race. Are those stats reflective of your understanding of the diversity picture in our schools around the state? Yes, uh, I've no reason to uh, dispute them and uh, do uh, align with uh, with other reports. And one of the observations we've made is that the you know student populations in districts all across the state are in fact becoming more uh, more diverse, with students of color comprising a larger share of of enrollment in many many districts. Well, why is it important to have not only a diverse set of teachers, but teachers that might look like their students? Does it impact student outcomes, for example? There's, uh, you know, a variety of extensive research demonstrating that students of color in particular fare better both academically and in terms of social emotional well-being by having um, teachers who look like them. And, you know, intuitively that makes some sense. And in fact, it, it's borne out by a variety of, uh, of research. Also think that it's beneficial, and, and there's some research indicating that it's beneficial for, for all students, for white students as well. And again, one of the observations we made is that, you know, our public school comp, uh, population is becoming more diverse. Eventually that means our workforce will become more diverse. So young people, you know, even if they're in a predominantly white district today, they're they're going to encounter people of color in their future lives. So for, for all those reasons, we think it's important to try and increase the diversity of the education workforce. Well, let's turn to the pursuit of that goal. And by unanimous vote, state lawmakers approved a bill directing the state education department to issue guidance to school districts that they can use to help develop programs that would uh, attract a more diverse uh, set of candidates into the teaching profession. If this is signed into law, how, if at all, could it move the needle when it pertains to uh, diversity among our educators? Well, you know, first, this, this idea of so-called grow your own programs, this would be typically districts, school districts, or potentially a BOCES, Board of Ed- Cooperative Educational Services, on behalf of a region, working with a teacher education program, identifying students in high school who seem to show some promise, some aptitude for becoming a teacher, encouraging them to pursue that uh, that course, and uh, you know, providing them with some experiences while in school, and then uh, uh, facilitating uh, enrollment in a teacher education program, presumably the one partnering with the the district. That's the basic idea. And in addition to trying to uh, increase the diversity of the education workforce, we're also dealing with just a general shortage of of, uh, teachers, particularly in some parts of the state and in some teaching fields. And now I say these are different issues, diversity and hiring shortages, but some of the solutions overlap. 
and the so-called grow your own programs could be an, uh, one example of something to address both. There are districts that have done this. I believe Buffalo has an urban teacher academy as school with this uh, th this focus. But it shouldn't be necessary for districts to reinvent the wheel. And so having the department you know, identify some model programs, best practices, and provide guidance, that could be helpful. So what we're talking about here is guidance from the state education department. And for an explanation of what that means, would this be something that school districts would have to do? Or as the name implies, guidance, would this be something that's more of an optional guiding document that they could follow if they so chose? Uh, I, I interpret it as as an option, you know, a, a model, a possible solution for uh, uh, for some districts. And again, helpful in sparing districts from having to entirely, you know, reinvent the wheel, start from scratch, learn from what uh, what colleagues and other districts have done. You know, we could take this a step further and provide some funding to support it. Uh, and uh, you know, there have been a variety of initiatives in the past. There's something called the Teacher Opportunity Corps, which is focused on. Uh, college and graduate school efforts to increase the uh, diversity of the teacher workforce. Uh, my first job was working with the Assembly Higher Education Committee, and way back in the 1980s, we created something called the Science and Technology Entry Program, which was colleges working with schools to identify young people from underrepresented and disadvantaged backgrounds and set them on a path to pursuing uh, a degree and a career in uh, in a scientific or technical field, technological field. So we could do something like that with uh, uh, these Grow Your Own programs, provide some financial support to, uh, to uh, uh, encourage the development of these programs. Well, I want to talk about other policy ideas to increase diversity among the state's educators. But first, let me reintroduce you for listeners just joining us. So this is the Capitol Press Room, and we're speaking with Bob Lowry, Deputy Director with the New York State Council of School Superintendents. So when you think about what could be done on the state level to promote a more diverse workforce or what districts themselves are already experimenting with right now or could be experimenting, what else seems like something that represents low-hanging fruit in this area? Back in 2017, we created our own commission on diversity and increasing the diversity of the education workforce was a priority. It was actually the impetus trying to increase the number of people of color serving as superintendents, but we're not going to have appreciably more superintendents of color until we have more teachers and principals of color, the pipeline. Um, and so that's that's uh, a focus. And I think generally it's useful to think who should do what? What, what can school districts do? What can uh, the state do? What can we as an organization do? And some of our partner organizations and you know, part of what we have tried to do is inform, educate uh, education of uh, school district officials about how to improve their own hiring practices. We've done uh, annual conferences in Ithaca, and some of those have, have included sessions on how to improve hiring practices uh, to attract a more diverse workforce. It's also important to think about, you know, why is why is there a, a disparity? I know you recently had uh, 
Dia Bryant from the Education uh, Trust New York, talking about uh, issues with weaker retention among uh, of teachers of color, particularly uh, black teachers. And and we can think about why is that the case? Uh, Governor Hochul in, uh, I think it was the 2022-23, included a proposal which was included in the enacted budget to uh, fund a teacher residency program. And the one of the key ideas there is to provide more support mentoring for new teachers. And that's been shown to you know, improve retention, uh, you know, support people uh, as they're starting out, uh, help them get past, uh, you know, some difficulties, um, and so that they stick with the profession. And I think that, you know, given the, the data from the Educate from Education Trust New York, you can imagine that that could be particularly valuable for, you know, some super, uh, for some teachers of color. Uh, that's an example. You know, past ideas, typically a lot of focus on scholarships and loan forgiveness. There's a place for that, but I do think that, you know, we can wind up rewarding people who would have done it anyways. Uh, and that's not a bad thing, but it doesn't actually increase the number of, of people either going into teaching or uh, people of color going into uh, to teaching. But those those are examples of things. I think, you know, our, our colleagues at, uh, uh, at the Teachers Union, New York State United Teachers, they've had over a period of years an initiative they call Take a Look at Teaching. And it's simply encouraging young people to consider teaching uh, as a career. Our own surveys, we found that there's a sense that teaching has become less respected as a profession. Uh, there's been a lot of controversies involving education. And I think that it's something that you know our members have reflected on as well, that we in education need to speak more positively about the profession. Do you think something needs to be done about the culture at certain schools? Because as we noted in a previous interview, the retention of teacher of color is lower than the rates that we've seen for white teachers. So is there something that needs to be done at schools around the state to make them, I guess, more hospitable to teachers of color? Reading the uh, the report from the edu- from Education Trust, it raised a lot of questions for me. You know, why why are these disparities? And I don't have any you know definitive answers. I can imagine that working conditions may be an issue in some cases. The resources and whether the resources match the needs of students, also the individual support for teachers. Not necessarily that there's a hostile environment, but simply. Yeah, I can recall in past years hearing of new teachers being assigned to a class with 30 students, some of them with difficulties in their lives away from school. And just imagining that that a a young person starting out, they might feel, you know, how can I be successful at this? So that's why I think it it is important to uh, to provide support, you know, mentoring and so forth. For, for new teachers to make sure that they're not feeling alone. I can't speak with authority as to you know, what, what disparities there might be for uh, teachers of color versus white teachers, but I think it's something worth taking a look at. You know, why, why are these disparities in retention rates? What can we do about it? 
Well, finally, given the scope of this issue, what's the timeline for thinking about making a meaningful dent in the gap in teachers of color versus white teachers? Is this something we should be thinking about in like a five, 10 year timeline longer than that? I would say simply we should get started and not not and that's not to say that we haven't been doing that you know collectively as as an enterprise public schools in new york state again i mentioned our organization has tried to be supportive teachers union as well uh but you know i think it's something for us to recognize as important and uh, to continue uh, to plug away at and as i mentioned before it's not just we don't only have issues about uh, the diversity of the education workforce. We don't have enough people going into uh, education. And so we need to increase that uh, that overall pipeline. And, you know, if we increase uh, the number of people of color going into teaching, that will help with the pipeline overall. Well, we've been speaking with Bob Lowry. He is a deputy director with the New York State Council of School Superintendents. Bob, thank you so much for making the time. Thank you. And for more Capital Press Room content, visit capitalpressroom.org or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. And if you listen to us from an Apple device, make sure to leave us a rating and a review so it helps other people find the show. Support for the Capitol Press Room provided by the New York State AFL-CIO, a federation of 3,000 unions fighting for working people by keeping New York State union strong. Visit unionstrongny.org for more information. Join us again for Capitol Press Room, a production of WCNY Connected, Syracuse.